0: Welcome, welcome to Conversations in Compassion, a podcast by Dignity Maine, a program of Agape, and made possible by the contributions to Agape. Thank you. This is a different podcast. Instead of interviews, we have conversations. This is my attempt to demonstrate examples what I call compassion conversation. Through these conversations, I hope to address the discord in our families, in our communities, and in ourselves. And Finally, to focus on the greatest need of our time, the need for compassion. Brian, thank you. Thank you for being here with me.
1: Thank you for asking me.
0: Um, Behind a camera, you've been watching the addiction field. Yes. Um, And it's, uh, I I really would love to spend some time um, hearing your own sort of felt sense of that, your sense of watching that, but also who you are with that.
1: Okay. Um, Well, it's it's a subject matter that's near and dear to my heart. Um, I think you and I started to really unpack the addiction crisis. You know, I find that the opiate crisis is the flavor of the day Mm. because for me, you know, this has been around for way longer. This is not our first go around with opiates. Our first, in this country, our first go around happened in the 1860s. Mm. Um, you know, it's the flavor of the day mm.
0: And the in the flavor is touching the community because there's 502 lives in the state of Maine, 90,000 lives. And then behind that, is, this has been going on for a long time.
1: Yes. And, you know, I guess the numbers, the numbers bother me Mm. because there's still more people dying of alcohol than opiates. Mm. But those numbers aren't being talked about in the same way. Right. And in my community, in the community that I intentionally put myself, we lose a lot of people. Yeah. You can feel
0: them. Fatalness of the disease. Yes, you can. You you feel it in your soul because there are people dying from the opiate use, but and they're dying from alcohol, and they're dying from nicotine. Yes, you can feel the compulsive nature of this process.
1: So, as a human being, it's really, really hard for me not to um, react to that feeling of resentment that comes up. When we focus on one death as being more important than another.
0: Yeah, when we don't feel the whole substance use, misuse, and abuse disorder. And and the people that are suffering, the families that are suffering from it. If we don't focus on the whole, I feel like I'm being eliminated. I feel like we're not telling the truth. Right.
1: Right. And And I also... You know, we've touched on this a little bit, that there's some, how do I say this? There are some things that we're going down, some roads that we're going down um, with good intention Mm, mm. that I find difficult to, you know, a little unpalatable for me.
0: Mm. Um, Mm. You're, you're uncomfortable with the demand for medication the the decriminalization the no boundaries the you're, you're wondering about those
1: I am I'm actually more um, I'm a little concerned about the whole concept and misconcept of the stigma mm. fear of me when I'm using it's actually pretty smart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we come to that as, you know if I'm using if I'm sick, I'm a dangerous person mm-hmm. um, If you're not coming to that with some fear mm-hmm. that's not that's ill-advised
0: right it, it makes the rest of the community you not know, feel safe if if they start to just embrace right your um you you being out of control and you're it, not
1: safe and when i'm out of control i am not safe and and that scares me a little bit because i see people with really really good hearts and intentions mm-hmm potentially putting themselves in harm's way mm. that don't really understand. Mm.
0: And you can, you can feel you, you've even seen people do it. You can see people, you know, sort of, I don't know if it's the right word, but that, that enabling aspect of, I, I, I want to be kind to you because you're suffering and you don't see people with strong boundaries around that person is unsafe.
1: Yes. And that scares me because when the inevitable happens, when an unsafe person is, you know, when somebody approaches somebody who is unsafe and it goes badly, Mm. now it's on the front page. Mm. And now have we done anything but to amplify what we knew going in? I'm not saying that there you know I don't know how to resolve that. I don't know how to resolve that issue. I just that's a fear of mine when we talk about this.
0: Yeah, and if we open up this the the situation where people can just do what they want or have what they want or so on. Are people going to get hurt?
1: Well, Talk about that a little bit more.
0: Well, you're you, you're just a little. You know, when people are in their addiction, they don't they don't care about the other human being, right? They care about the drug. They care about getting it, and and acquiring it, and stealing it, and they don't, they don't really they're not focused, right, on another human being.
1: Now, the, you know, to be kind to that person and to be understanding is, is a lovely thing. Mm, mm. Um, and I totally get the, it's not that they wouldn't be, Mm. but they don't have, you know, it, that's not the addiction removes the ability to do that. You know, when, when you're craving a drug, And you've got the physical craving that says, you know, I have to have more and your emotional and spiritual being is so raw Mm -hmm. that you cannot live without anesthesia, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. And I'm a master manipulator and I will, I will use your kindness against you Mm -hmm. And I can, you know, I can be a good person. I can have a big heart and all those things, and and that exists at the same time as I'm going to, mm. Mm. because I need this anesthesia because it's intolerable to be me in my skin mm. Mm. without some sort of anesthesia or something else to put in its place. And you're
0: a believer in there has to be some boundaries for people when they are in the middle of that process to make sure that people are not hurt. There has to be some kind of compassionate boundary, something something, yeah. that, that's there. And you're a little concerned that people are going to eliminate the compassionate boundaries and just kind of feed that – uh itchiness uh, that that is in the soul of the person suffering
1: right and you know the 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 compassion when i was using the people that were compassionate to me were some pretty tough people
2: Mm, mm.
1: you know they were not telling me what i wanted to hear Mm, mm. they were telling me what they saw Mm. And, you know, it, it was confrontational Mm. and it was aggressive Mm. and it didn't look anything like what we think of for compassion. Mm. It quite often ended up with me being thrown across the room, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm. physical confrontations, which we, we talk about and we try to avoid. But Mm -hmm. the reality is, is that, you know, it was not avoidable.
0: Right, and and there was something in their authenticity, something in the way they were tough, and they and they were like, no. It really, really got you to pay attention. But yeah, and that paying attention um, got you into your own recovery and your own process, and you're a little scared. Yeah, that the kinder their field
1: gets, the less of that they're going to have. Because that was what was kind for me. And, when, and that's what you needed. That's what I needed. The people that were, um, came to me with the softer approach that would let me get over on them mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Were just, just became an easy mark. I, it was completely missed on me that they were being kind to me. Um they were just an easy mark. Yeah. Yeah. The the people that the people that were truly compassionate were the ones that told me no, refused to let me go past that boundary, but also refused to leave. Right.
0: And they're gonna stay in your life. But and they're not gonna let you go any further. This is it. Yeah. And and the people that were just kind and they are you literally had them for breakfast. They would just, thank you very much. Right. You are feeding my itchy need to use. Yes. Because I will manipulate you to tell you how. And I get good at it. I get really, <laughs> really good at it. Yes. Unfortunate. That is true. And you could feel like there were two people in the room. There's the one that you could see in their eyes that they were... Sad about what was going on for you, and giving you a bed to sleep in. They would just like give you food, and just they just took care of you. And then you could feel the part of you going in their drawers to get the extra money, looking at their medicine cabinet, right, to steal from them because they were so kind. And then there was this other group of people that looked you in the eyes and said, "I'm I'm not going to take you home, man." I'm not gonna buy that shit. I'm gonna be here with you. I'm gonna make sure you get through this, but I'm not going to
1: be feeding it. Right. For me it actually you know, it was a it was a little bit of both. I mean mm. you know, I never went through medical detox. I detoxed on somebody's couch. Mm. Mm. You know. The, mm-hmm the first time I detoxed on really heavy shit. Mm. Um, I was handcuffed to a radiator and given a five gallon bucket Mm. to puke in Mm. and um, some grass and said, you know, smoke yourself straight. Mm. Mm.
0: This will calm down the anxiety and just keep vomiting in this bucket. Yes. And, and, uh, no, and
1: no, you can't leave.
0: I know you can't leave because I'm going to handcuff you to these radi- this radiator, and you know when it's all done. When it's all done, you know which is three five days from now. You know what will happen is that you can have your life back, and but I'm not letting you go. Right. And there was a certain kindness in that, but there was also a certain directness. Yeah, the, the it wasn't like. I don't want to have anything to do with you. Good luck. Enjoy your progressive chronic fatal disease. It was, I'm here.
1: But I'm not, I'm not I'm not gonna feed the addict. And then on the other side of that is that they were still there when when it was done. Right. Um, and they saved your life.
0: Yeah. And there was a certain authentic way they did it. It was like you knew they meant it. Yeah. They knew that they were giving you the keys even when you started to groan at the most difficult time of this whole thing.
1: uh, It was an ordeal. But, you know. And you loved them for it. And it was a moment in time. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the thing that was really, it's taken me a long, long time, 20 years to come to a to realization that that was a moment in time mm-hmm. and you know we the the decisions that i've made since then mm-hmm. a lot of them have been made about not going back to that
2: mm.
0: there was almost a like horror of all that that it, Hold you in accountability in a way. Like I don't want to go back there, right? I don't want my right or left hand being handcuffed to a radiator, right? And I'm not going back because it was so
1: awful. It, today it's different, um, and it's interesting because I, it's hard for me to let go of making the making decisions based on not wanting to be there, even though I've been there in you know i'm going on 30 years now from that moment Mm. um you know i i didn't manage to stay clean the whole time but you know that there's there are other stories in there but from that that particular moment Mm. 30 years out in a world that's so different from where i was at that point Mm. i still find myself making decisions based on who i was at that moment mm. um so that's an interesting you know that's an interesting thing i think that would take a whole podcast to unpack that all on on its own um,
0: uh, and and again it's uh i love it. you said 20 years later you know i'm you know i'm taking photographs of people who you know who are trying to do something in this field or taking photographs of people who are suffering with this uh, people who have suffered, you know, and you can see those moments. Right. You can see those moments in their eyes.
1: Well, you, you bring up the photography. I, I think the thing I love the most about that medium is I can have a conversation and I can, I've, I've learned the instrument well enough that I don't have to think about it. And I can capture the photograph in that moment when that real person shows. Mm -hmm. And that happens, you know, for everyone that I meet. Mm -hmm. And then all of the other noise, Mm -hmm. the addiction, what they, you know, where they came from in the morning, All of that fades away and it's just that moment in time, that Mm -hmm. snapshot of a human being being human. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a beauty in that, that. It's almost like you can see through the struggle. Right. To the humanness. And in, in real time that happens so fast Mm. and in video that happens so fast that quite often you miss it but in still photography if you can capture that moment mm. then the viewer looks at that photograph for 10 to 15 seconds mm. and that's infinitely longer than the moment it happened mm. and you know now we can now we can unpack that as our own and say, you know, where does that land on us and how does that work? Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I love the, um, mm. I, I love that medium. It just, it, it's a, a way of, from a selfish standpoint, it's a way of validating for me that I can see those moments.
0: You know, I, this is a place where I want to thank you. It's uh, probably the major reason I'm doing this podcast is that you've served as a leader in this addiction recovery field from behind the lens. And uh, people don't recognize that. And uh, I wanted to take this moment and say thank you. Thank you. For that service. Because there's something you just said that is so quite beautiful, which is, when you see somebody in recovery, don't no matter what phase they're in. They've been in recovery for a long time, or they're trying to help people, or a police chief that's trying to help somebody, or sitting with somebody that's still struggling with it. Your goal is to get beyond their sense of self to that place in their heart, the essence of their humanness, and that's really what this is all about. Yeah, you know, and you just have a medium to do that, which I want to thank you for. It gets unrecognized in the process. The writer does, the magazine does, get the recognition, but that 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 still moment mm. is really what you're trying to go for. And thank you for that. And also, just I wondered what it was like to keep grabbing those moments. How did it land on you? What does it mean to you and to your life?
1: Well, um, lost a friend Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. a week ago Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my best friends, it was one of his mentors. Mm -hmm. And I had taken a bunch of photographs of him throughout the years. And I spent the day Mm. Yesterday, mm. printing up the um, photographs that I had for his memorial, mm. and I was able to capture his spirit and the impishness in in him, <laughs> you know, and when I'm doing that, I find for me in the moment, I'm just there and I'm just, it's like playing on stage. I'm, I'm just, Mm -hmm. um, riding the wave, but I I don't feel that when I'm taking photographs, I feel that when I'm processing them, Mm -hmm. when I come back and I, and I open it up and I discover, oh, there it was, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was there and I was aware of it, Mm -hmm. but it happens so fast. That you don't, you you can't even, even when you're capturing it, you can't even really feel it. But when you go in there and then you can draw it out Mm -hmm. and, you know, when you're developing it, you can draw it out and you can make it shine and that, that just, you know, and it captures
0: it so that now when you are part of the ceremony of saying goodbye, everybody can capture it themselves as it's right there. Right. It's in that still, that still picture. Right. And you, you can also feel yourself feeling the wholeness of that person. Right. You don't feel their disease. You don't feel their, their, their alcoholism, their drug addiction. You see a person. Right and you can you can get beyond you get I love to you said it, you can see the, the the humanness of the person and you could see the you know the little boy that acted out yeah. you know you can see both in the photographs right and how that is what you're hoping people see
1: right but that part of them that I kind of think that they wish everybody would see more of, um, but they may be too afraid to bring up or it just isn't there because, you know, the pain is so great, is so great that they don't notice it. And when you say that pain, because
0: when you're behind the lens, no matter how much pain somebody's in, there's a way in which you get beyond the pain. Mm. So I, I imagine when you're talking about the pain right now, you're talking about the person looking at another.
1: Well, I'm thinking of uh, a young man that I, I I met through you that I did a, a study of. Mm. And um, he was active, actively using mm. and we spent a couple of days uh, shooting together and it was, it was really, really lovely. And I captured some photographs of him that I was able to get to the, the, that little place of joy Mm -hmm. in him. Mm -hmm. And that, um, that smile and that innocence of a early 20 something who, you know, you sit and have a conversation with him was in just this tremendous amount of pain, but we were able to get to a place where Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that lifted a little bit and we were having fun and there was just that, Mm. Oh, right. Mm. You know, and,
0: so even though he had been struggling, even though he was using, there was something still there. Right. There's something beyond, and you had to you had to sit with him, and play with him, and talk to him, and feel the pain of him. But there's something just beyond. Right. And you loved it. You, I mean, just right now, you're smiling about that, that moment that you caught with him.
1: There's, there's a couple of shots that I, 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 are in my portfolio that are just so moving to me. Mm. Um, and they were both taken at night Mm. and you know, the lights are twinkling behind him Mm. and yet, When you look at those photographs, you're looking into the eyes of a brilliant young man. Mm. Mm. And somebody who, despite the, despite the situation, um, was rather full of himself in a very fun way, (laughs) you know, Mm. um, Probably would have been quite a ladies man if he wasn't so high
0: right
1: you know and you could just see there was all of that in him
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know I got these these beautiful almost um, James Dean esque <laughs> um, photographs of him mm-hmm. and Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's the...
0: This is a, you know, this is a beautiful story. Just, I'm, I'm very touched by it. Uh, just in, in this place that we've gone today, you know, just thinking about this uh, process of, you know, from the handcuffs to the radiator to the getting beyond getting beyond the suffering and see the joy or the, the humanness, Bang. as you called it. You know, and, and how do we do that? And how do we go from, you know, that the, the suffering of this addiction to the joy that bit of joy, that that, that bit of humanness that's far beyond the addiction itself. And there's a travel, there's a journey there yeah. you know, that you've taken as a photographer, that you've taken as a human being, that you've taken as a friend uh, with people to say goodbye to way too many people. Right. And, there, and there's a hope at your heart. And I can I can feel it as you describe it, you know, there's hope in your heart. But like, I, I just want to get to that, that that, that, that spark of
1: humans. And you know, we talk and we talk often, you and I, about um, both sides and the ambiguity of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, early in the conversation, we talked about you know how I I bristle at the idea of reducing stigma, right? Because I really feel that I've seen people things that are unsafe Mm. and that scares me because the the end result of that creates more stigma Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my photographs my hope is that when somebody looks at um, the pictures of this young man Mm. that they also can see beyond someone who's in an active addiction mm. and see the human being. And in that we have a chance of reducing the stigma.
0: You have just uh, spoken as, as we do this beautiful podcast together about the purpose of this podcast, you know, is to give people the skills to get beyond. Right to the humanness. And how do we do that in conversation? Yeah, you no, know, you have a, you have a magical way to do it, which is you've worked at, that lens, you worked at it and worked at it and worked at it until you can find it. What happens if the community makes a commitment to work at it and work at it and work at it so they can have the conversation to get to the joy To the humanness that's beyond rather than that arithmetic thing you just talked about which is if i if i just buy with kindness into this and try to eliminate the stigma then i just get stigma it just keeps happening
1: right and
0: there's no way out
1: just bringing up the word stigma creates it yeah because there's no way to examine that thought in your head without creating in us and them.
0: Right. In the moral discord that happens with them and me. Right. At least I'm not them.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm not them today. Yeah. I was. Right. And that, you know, so that's where I, you know, that's where I get hurt from it mm. from mm. an emotional standpoint is because, okay, I'm, I'm on both sides. Hmm you know i i am both i am both that person and mm-hmm. and i'm this person yeah. and i carry i carry both of them with me and mm-hmm. you know i think you kind of ask you ask the question how do we yeah. and i think the answer that we've both landed on mm-hmm. and my wife has articulated so beautifully is to amplify hope mm-hmm. To say, you know, okay, this is true. But everybody is talking about the pain side of it and the drama. Mm-hmm. And the death. And the death. and But mm-hmm. on the other side of that is that there's actually more of us in recovery than there is in active addiction. Mm-hmm. But we're not on the front page anymore. Mm-hmm. And if we're not talking about the fact that I used to be that person and I'm not, I'm part of, I'm part of this society and I come to work and I do my, my job and I create this art and I, and I, and I participate in my life in a way that I was unable to. If I don't also talk about that in a way that people can see, we don't know it exists.
0: Mm. But it, in, and it's again, whether it's the magazine or that your wife is doing or your photographs or it, it's to get beyond. Right. To see the humanness. Right. To see that everybody has their own process, but we're not going to let go until we have touched the humanness of every human being.
1: And and there's a there's an interesting thing about you know being able to see both sides. Mm-hmm. And to be the cheerleader on the one side mm-hmm. and really doing that loudly. We started our conversation about, mm-hmm. you know, um, protests and, and mm-hmm. activism. Activism from anger, I, I understand it, but I don't see how it's effective. But right. activism from a place of joy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, at this point in time, we're shouting it as loudly as we possibly can
2: mm-hmm.
1: on the one side of the issue mm-hmm. to counteract the preponderance of press and ink that we're getting on the other side. Okay.
0: And what you're trying to do is just balance it and neither one is going to, it's going to go anywhere. We're going to be stuck in that duality. Right. And the dream and the dream again is to find a way that we can honor both. Right. We can honor the person who is still in the alleyway or in their room, still using, still finding themselves in that itchy Place that you talked about right and honoring the people who are in that discovery that recovery that process and that they're all in this human family together
1: and that the possibility is there for both yes and you know that's my personal belief is that's not really up to us
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. um and i'm not sure that there's anything that Hmm. Let's see how this lands. I'm not sure that there's anything that needs to be fixed in it. Right. Because what we're describing, all of it, Mm -hmm. is a human condition. Yeah. And it's not something that is ever going to change. It's just the way we approach it Mm. and the way we feel about it and what we can do for our fellow human beings.
0: Well, I love this conversation because we've moved beyond... Now to uh, to something that's greater than all of us, you know, to to a universal force, um, God, if you want, uh, uh, whatever you want, the old, um, the great spirit. Uh, but this mystery, this mystery of what what are we doing? What, what what is our purpose? Right, you know, and how do we embrace that? We embrace the mystery. Uh, and, and I love that, you know, just as you just said, it's like, you know once we get beyond that duality, it, we have to turn it over to something greater. Maybe. And we really want to thank you for today? It's just uh, thank you for asking, Stephen. Uh, I'm just honored thank you. People can't see it because it's not a video, but I have a, a tad of tears behind my eyelids. How oh, beautiful you've treated people in the leadership that you've given. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to today's conversation. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you find your podcasts. I'd like to give a heartfelt thanks to all the contributors to agape inc for their support in making this podcast possible if you care to join us please go to dignitymain.com to get involved thank you thank you again for being here and take good care